Today, Dr. Melanie Burton, a forensic and counseling psychologist, clinical social worker, and licensed addictions counselor, brings you one step closer to a new you, where you feel empowered and on a positive path to growth and well-being. As a solutions-focused therapist, Dr. Melanie Burton can help you live a life worth celebrating by unearthing those long-standing behavior patterns and perceptions that may be holding you back. And now, here's your host, Dr. Melanie Burton. Hello there. Hey, All how are right. you? Great. So today we have part two of our interview with David Benson. So just to give you a little bit of background about David, his dream is to create a consulting and mental relaxation clinic using his skills and inducing progressive relaxation through simple hypnotic verbal inductions and presentation of suggestions, which subjects will find inclusively adapted within their daily lives for calming and centering. David is also a practitioner of Genius Insight Applications, which uses frequencies similar to RIFE's to center the expenditure of bodily energies within the chakra centers, by making analysis within an algorithm based upon scans done from the subject's voice reciting their name and the vial and the vowels, as well as from a recent photograph. He does not need to perform the collection of required data in person, but can use an application at www.insightbiofeedback.com. Okay, Dave, it's nice to have you back again. Good to be here. So, <laughs> I mean, you really you you really cracked me up. I don't know how you found me on psychology today and sent me that email. <laughs> you, found, <laughs> you found me. I thought I was answering uh, an application. Uh, for a humanitarian project that's run through the Q movement. Mm -hmm. You are familiar with that or not? Well, you you should always provide additional information for the audience. uh, Q is a, to my best knowledge, it is a group of people behind the Trump movement in the United States of America. And they are looking for humanitarian projects to come into action after the expected crash in the financial system and our country, as well as the world, going through a great reset financially. And they're going to be using what they call a quantum financial system, which some of that is beyond my pay grade. 
Uh, but people are going to be in a great uh, culture shock when this happens. So they're looking for people to form like community action centers where some people will still be medical doctors and like yourself, psychologists, um, dentists, uh, physical therapists, social workers, and their job is going to be to help normalize the people that are having panic attacks within society when this happens. And no firm date has been given as to when it is going to happen, but probably before the year 2030. So that's down the road a bit. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a long time, and I don't I I I I want I wouldn't trust anything with Donald Trump's name attached to it. That's so, your that's your 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 uh what should I say your privilege? You're a free speaking, thinking individual in this country, and you have that uh, right to think that way. So that's neither here nor there but the uh the movement is is going on and you seem not to have heard about it no i'm not interested in anything with donald trump's name attached to it <laughs> now the last time you were on you talked about the humanitarian project That's i did right. my i did my research on that and that sounds like a really good and authentic organization that could help you uh, get what you're looking for. All right. The, that organization probably is Love One, that's W-O-N, Society. Is that correct? The Humanitarian Project? They are looking for humanitarian projects, yes. Yeah. Yes. And the man's name is Ron Giles, G-I-L-E-S. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, um, a lot of people are <clears throat> have served in the military, have uh, a code of ethics, are very humanitarian though they've been put into situations that uh involve them to protect their lives and the lives of their fellow comrades and also trauma trauma involved in killing other people mm -hmm. when i was a, a young man just going to college let's say back in 1966 i worked in a factory and my foreman was a World War II infantry sergeant. And he went through some very dramatic physical experiences after he killed his first German soldier. I'm sure. That involved throwing up and convulsions. And so what I have been 
learning about is we are not just mentally connected to one another, but we are soulfully connected to one another. And that when we think that we have extinguished a life, that part of our life is injured as well Mm -hmm. from the heart center. Yeah. So, so, um, and another aspect that people do not consider is that you and I and they are eternal spiritual beings. We're living in a temporary form of life. And you are a woman in the black race. I am a male in the Caucasian race. And going through life, we have had different experiences from our parents, our educators, our peer groups, our government leaders, and the laws that they have set forth for us to behave according to. But our Constitution seems to have gone astray because we, the people, have supposed to have appointed and elected, rather, elected these people to represent us. And a lot of these people are representing themselves and forcing us to obey their dictates and so we have seen this in the political field the last eight years and it's been there for a very long time but it's been concealed it's been okay well i mean you and i aren't here to today to talk about politics no so i wanted i wanted you to talk more about Inside biofeedback. Okay. Inside biofeedback consists of a computerized program that has analyzed the human uh, energy centers and how they function. They are a frequency tuned uh, group of centers within the body, all right? The root, the sacral, the, um, uh, what we call in the diaphragm area, um, let's skip that one, blank in my head, the heart center, the throat, the pineal, and the crown. But all of these are influenced by frequency and but they control where we expound our energy and a lot of that is in what I'm going to use a term of the parasympathetic nervous system that's the the body functions that our brain controls but we don't consciously come into awareness of their functions i'm not uh, aware of my next heartbeat or my next breath, but it is an automatic function. I'm not aware of when my temperature rises and I need to sweat, so I perspire, and that cools my body down. Those types of functions. 
But when we worry excessively uh, and when we're ill, the the parasympathetic nervous system sends energy to centers in our body to help calm us down, to cope with the 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 worry, and to cure the the illness. So, a group of neuropathic doctors have found a way through Royal Reif, who was a German scientist in the early 1930s. And he discovered that the microscope, when he submitted certain bacteria to a frequency, that bacteria would die and the healthy cells would be fine. So we've had, what, over almost 100 years, 90 years thereabouts of this science going forward and forward and forward. And so this group called Genius Insight has compiled a algorithm of frequencies that will affect the auric field of the person that listens to the frequencies. So you take a scan using your voice, like I would say, David Allen Benson, A-E-I-O-U, David Allen Benson, A-E-I-O-U. And I do that for 15 seconds. And then I have a, a snapshot of my face. And the program will scan my auric field from my face. And it will give me a opportunity to make a positive affirmation. What do I want to have the general outcome of this uh, analysis screening to do for me. And uh, so if I chose Emil Kuei, who was an old French uh, hypnotist back in the late 1800s, he would say, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. That's just mm-hmm. pretty cool, huh? All right. So then I would go into the program and tell it to do a full scan. And it completes the cycle probably in about five minutes. And then it will highlight in the mental area uh, the values that it measures is from zero to 770. So anything above 600 value is considered uh, extreme amount of energy being expounded on that particular aspect of your mental uh, focus and anything from 300 to 600 is what they call intermediate and anything from 100 to that 300 or 299 is normal and then anything from 0 to 99 is abnormal or dormant now the program is not used to diagnose an illness or a disease It is only designed to create frequencies that will take the critically high areas of energy and drop them a percentage. And a five-minute, let's see, I would say a five-minute session of frequencies for a general taking the 
the highs and the lows together would probably only yield about 30% change in in the uh, the body's auric field. And you can go back to a, a position in this program and hit on auric field, and it'll show you a picture, uh, an avatar, let's call it, of yourself. And then you run the scan, and it will show you in colors that represent each of the seven chakras your field. And it's usually an oval in shape, and it'll start from a center point and then go to another layer, <laughs> layer and another layer, and, and, and on out. So then you can go and go through the charts and and hit on each uh, aspect within the, the groups. They're mental, they're physical, and they are the biofield. And so you can open up what the scan is, is finding, and you can put those up into the, the highs and, and the lows and just leave the mediums set if you know they're not really a problem and the norms set and then you can do a more intensive uh session by running an analysis on that say for uh 15 minutes and you will see an increase in the effective uh change in levels maybe up to 40 to 60 percent I've never seen it work with myself over 70% in any one, one area. And usually in the, yeah, what they call a, a general quick session, the five minute session, mm-hmm. those, they usually hang around the 30 to 40%. But it is a, it is a, a way um, that they have tuned these frequencies to a very harmonious uh, music and graphics with color bands uh, being shown. So you're, you're sitting there listening and you're also observing a screen. Okay. So that's, it's also found on, on YouTube. You can uh, check out, several videos of a naturopathic doctor um, giving clients that have bought the application um, hints and and sessions on learning how to use it. And and, uh, they also have different libraries, what they call libraries that are more specific in frequencies to different problems that people say that they have again they're not diagnosing the the person is saying oh i'm i'm irritable i'm nervous i'm uh susceptible to panic attacks when this happens or that happens and that can give them a clue that well these frequencies are better adapted to calm that down than other frequencies okay so that's that's pretty simple. Um, now, the cost um, 
I'm not promoting their product for as cost goes, but it's over a thousand dollars. And you do have an opportunity to buy on time. And since I'm retired and just dependent upon social security and my wife's social security income, I bought mine on time. Um, so that's just a, a way to budget, uh, getting in, but I would investigate it. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, and, and go say to the YouTube videos and do, uh, search for genius insight and that will bring you a whole bunch of information now in the old school uh when i was a student under dr rn trout at the international college of hypnosis studies in miami florida we used a a a list of what he had gathered together from students and other psychologists are interpretive positive attribute tested suggestions. That's the way he categorized them. And so, um, you know, that hypnosis, it can be induced by several different ways. You have strobe lights uh, oftentimes produce highway hypnosis. If you're driving at night and you have the guardrails in between the oncoming traffic and yourself, and mm-hmm. you watching that click, 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 click of lights through the guardrail, mm-hmm. it can put you in an alpha state, and taking you right out of your beta state, and then you start daydreaming, and you might wake up in the ditch or in, involve, you know, if you were tailgating striking the car in front of you, uh, all sorts of things can happen. I did a career driving tractor trailer truck and I had a, a woman safety officer. And she told me that when you do a eye closure, when you're driving, and even though the blink is only like one second, it's going to come again. And that might last with your eyes closed five seconds. And then it'll come again. Then it'll progressively get longer and longer. And that's when we see young rookie truck drivers. They don't recognize the symptom of their eyes being tired. And they fall asleep at the wheel and have horrendous accidents. And a lot of them kill themselves. So that that is a, just a safety tip for everybody who's vulnerable to that that blink if they're driving extended amounts of time, uh, day or night, it doesn't matter, uh, what hour of the day, but each person has a frequency that I found Dr. Shroud had a special machine that would produce a strobe type light. And when you are ready to go from say the beta to alpha, that light's going to change color. It might go from the white yellow to a blue green. And, but each client is going to have a different, uh, key point. And you can use that later. If you're a clinical psychologist using hypnosis for a rapid induction and instead of a, a long verbal induction. 
so the traditional is a verbal uh, presentation of a progressive relaxation narrative, but also tones of sound can be used to create the change from beta to alpha and even to theta. And, and that is called entrainment. And so, um, some of the suggestions that were primarily used, um, in a positive note, uh, I can cite to you, um, this is after a person has already been physically relaxed and mm-hmm. be relaxed, and you can physically test their relaxation by, say, raising of a, of a hand on their arm and and dropping it and 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 watching their reaction. Are they uh, still somnistic, like they're sleepwalking? Okay, they don't react to it at all physically, but uh, saying that. You will always be willing to engage in discussions with anyone, and you will always be able to express your facts and opinions in a clear, concise, and well-thought-out manner. And another is you will always maintain a good concept of yourself in any type of adversity. And a third You are a good and friendly person and know those virtues are a great strength. And you will find that your interest in people and amusements will result in greater enjoyment and more consistent personal satisfaction. Your serenity and peace of mind will be unaffected by the opinions of other persons concerning your behavior. And then I I gave you Emil Kuwais at the beginning. In every way, every day in every way, you are getting better and better. Um, it seemed crazy that hypnosis started off with a guy by the name of Anton Mesmer, if you're familiar with that. And he had people standing in galvanized tanks. And they did arm waving motions. And he called that animal magnetism. And that labeled him as the father of hypnosis back in the 1800s in France. Okay. So, um, can you talk to us a little bit about your form of hypnosis? My form of Hypnosis usually starts with a a person sitting in a chair comfortably, feet flat on the floor. Uh, their arms are in their lap or along their side. And I will get them to do a little bit of deep breathing to oxygenate the, the body. In other words, once you breathe in on the count of four, starting from your abdomen up into your chest, and then hold that count for four, and then exhale through your mouth and nose at a count of four and hold it out for four. And we'll we'll repeat that about three or four times. 
And then I will ask them to do an eye closure exercise. And I will say, close your eyes and open them. And now I want you to close them again twice as slow as you previously did. And then open them and close them again twice as slow as you did before. And open and close them again twice as slow as you did before. And then open them. And very soon, as you keep doing this, you will find your eyelids almost sticking at a point on your eyeball. And that will be a little bit of resistance. And instead of opening them, you will close them and you will completely relax those tiny muscles. And they are some of the smallest muscles in your whole physical body. And if you feel such good relaxation out of leaving your eyelids closed and letting those muscles relax completely, you can see how good this feeling is. And now I want you to take that feeling and move it up into your forehead and your face and soften up and smoothen out all the muscles of your face and your forehead, removing all the wrinkles and frows. And then we'll move this sensation of relaxation up through the scalp and down into the back of the neck, into those strong, thick muscles of the upper back and the neck, softening up, smoothing out, removing all the stress and all the discomfort that has found itself to be there. Ah, it's such a wonderful feeling to relax. So. We continue that process throughout the arms, on out through the hands. We bring it back into the the upper torso. We bring it, focus it into the organs of the body. We give them the suggestion that everything is normal and functioning smoothly as it was originally intended to function. And we circulate it around in the back into the lower lumbar and through the hips and thighs and down through the knees and into the ankles and into the feet and on out through the toes. Ah, it's such a wonderful feeling to relax. And now I'm going to help you, since you're physically relaxed, to mentally relax. And we're going to count backwards from 10 to 0. And you go through the counting. With every count, you're going to double all that relaxation. And with every breath, with every moment of silence that passes, you go deeper and deeper, relaxed. So doom, 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 down to zero. And when they're at the zero point of relaxation, they are in a perfect state of physical and mental relaxation. They feel nothing but love. And the presence of that love envelops their consciousness. And there they can stay for oh, let's say 30 seconds without a suggestion. And you can say that, and now we're going to listen to these suggestions, like the ones that I just gave, and then to bring them out of the hypnosis, you tell them you're going to count backwards from 
forward from one to five, and in count of one, all the feelings of heaviness and numbness will start to leave the body. On the count of two, those feelings of numbness and heaviness will have left the body. The count of three, your breathing rate and your heart rate will have returned to normal. Count of four, you're feeling very good. And the count of five, open your eyes and see how well you feel. And you can gauge the person by the amount of teardrops, actually, that they will have in their eyes because the eyes will really lactate a lot more under relaxation than in a, a, a normal state of awakeness. And um, I'm going to say I've used this progressive relaxation Oh, four times at a NCO Academy when mm-hmm. stu- students were in their early 30s. They hadn't been in an academic testing situation for over 10 years. And their career progression depended upon them successfully passing this academy. So there was probably 150 of us in the class and maybe 25 Students were panicking and and failing the first exam. And, you know, we had an expression, uh, garbage in, garbage out. So I went to my instructors in the, in the academy and told them that, Hey, you know, uh, I just left a, a course that trained me as a, a hypnotherapist to induce progressive relaxation in a person. And I think I can help these students that you thought you presented the information in an okay manner, but they were unable to feed it back during the, you know, mental examination. So um, they said, all right, when do you want to do this? I said, well, you test on Fridays. Let me do it on Thursday. So Thursday evening, I would do a, like a 25, 30 minute session in a classroom situation with about 15 to 20 guys. And I would say 18% or 18 of them, more than 18%, that's probably about 80% or more of them were able to conquer their fear at walking in that classroom. And they were able to pass their academic, you know, uh, examinations. So they, they gave me a little, a little plaque for, uh, Esprit de corps, uh, doing that. And I often thought that, well, if you know the military mind, a lot of these guys have secret clearances and codes of conduct. And I think a lot of the commanders would not like it to know that they've been hypnotized. And, but this was under a extreme condition for those students and it was such a general type of a hypnosis. It was not what my instructor, Dr. Shrout had told me at one time. He said, boy, I'd love to make a spy out of some of these people that I'd come across my, you know, my clinic that, uh, they were really very suggestible. And I know for myself personally, when, he was teaching the progressive relaxation and telling you to numb your left hand. 
I would mm-hmm. take the fifth and I would numb my right hand because I knew that it was my inner self that is taking the command and telling my body to accept the command or modify it. And I was able to able to do that. So um, he told us that approximately 95% of people are able to be hypnotized mm-hmm. and 5% are not. really interesting yeah have you tried hypnotism on somebody and it didn't work hmm no because I I I was using it for uh, self improvement of of my own self like Mm -hmm. every me every evening for let's say maybe the next Five years after class was over and I had left that area, I would use it before I go to sleep at night and just get rid of the stress of the day of, of the job and, mm-hmm. and doing it that way. Uh, one, one way really blew my mind, um, a young Army sergeant in Okinawa came down with a flu and we were all involved in putting on at the rec center an Agatha Christie uh, play called Murder After Hours. And I was the British inspector and he was my right hand man in the performance. Uh, he was kind of the, the, the straight guy. Okay. And uh, my, my man that went like on, Go Friday, you know, he would do the little task of looking for evidence on the stage and and such like that and had some one-liners that he had to say. But uh, I took him into the rec room that they had for the band in in musical instruments there. It was kind of a soundproof room. Mm -hmm. of relaxation, and I got to slow down the peristalsis uh, that was causing him uh, extreme diarrhea and a little bit of nausea, and the show went on. And uh, that was the first time that I ever tried to affect a biological behavior. Right. I know you mentioned that the last time we met. Yeah. So you have this wonderful gift and skill. How are you? Are you able to share that with other people or no? Uh, It's very difficult to share if you do not have a BS or a master's in psychology or you are working under the direction of a licensed psychologist uh, in this world of ours. Everybody wants that certificate of authority. And so just being a, a lay person, um, I would 
do it almost uh, in a crisis, spur of the moment, if I knew uh, that it would help uh, an individual, let's say uh, even a person suffering a traumatic injury, uh, a dislocated shoulder or a dislocated knee or some trauma from an automobile accident that you happened upon and, and you could you could stop before uh, the fire department got there with their medics and, and, and whatnot. You, you could enter into a dialogue with them with suggestions about follow my breath, breathe with me, and uh, help them to center their their thoughts on something really good and comforting that happened in their lifetime. This is a very mild form of presenting a suggestion and the trauma itself uh, or the shock that they're under is almost equivalent to um, being induced into a hypnotic uh, suggestibility, should I say? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, no, it's kind of like, it's just a, I carry it in my head as a first aid kit. And, uh, but if what I told you about earlier comes to happening, it's kind of like a field medic. If you've seen the old World War II uh, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't, you, you don't have to wait until that organization provides you with financing. All you need to do is get a website and have MP3 audio recordings of your hypnosis. And people can um, download them for a, a certain price. That's all you need to get started. Well, I I understand that. But I understand also that uh, being 76 years old mm-hmm. and having spousal responsibilities um, and, and other involvement, that this... This gift that you say that I have, I believe that everybody has, but it's dormant within them. Mm-hmm. They do not know the power of their own words. And this is something I think that you as a psychologist try to help them understand that if you can change your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, then those thoughts then take over as a governorship within your mental commands that are given to the different functions of your body. And that's how you get rid of uh, addictions. And you, you substitute the need. Or you relocate uh, the what the 
the solution for the need into a mm-hmm. positive uh, area. But yeah. I I stay I stay practiced. Uh, I got a oh golly. You can see I got a notebook <laughs> mm-hmm. of notes from 1979 that the science is still current. Um, I've associated with a group of young men and women that call themselves as super soldiers. Mm-hmm. And all of them are getting back some very traumatic memories of having been abducted as a child having been mind fractured and having been almost, you you know what the Manchurian uh, candidate was? was, That was a a book about uh, the 1970s and and spies that were uh, mindsetted that uh, if ever they got caught, they would commit suicide. Okay? But these these kids were also told that if ever they got their full memories back, that they too would be suicidal. And it was kind of a, a, a filter that was put in their minds to protect those that had induced these memories through torture and through drugs. And, uh, you know... So they start getting dreams about uh, their past, and then they'll go to a hypnotherapist and and say, all right, is this dream real or is this coming from memory? And they'll go into regressive hypnosis. Um, there was a man in California. Uh, his last name was Weaver. He was a clinical psychologist. And he found that a lot of the people that came to his clinics in the 70s and early 80s, he called his study Lives Between Lives, that these people were actually World War II victims, whether they were soldiers or civilians, whether they were Nazis or Americans, Italians, Russians, British, it didn't matter, but that they spiritually survived that war, and then they came back into life again as a human being, but that consciousness was repressed and started to bubble out and cause them behavioral problems. And so they went to this psychologist and and he started working with them. And so I would say that after every major war that we're going to start seeing uh, in our young teenage kids, uh, those that have repressed memories of being Arab, being Iraqi, being Iranian, being Afghanistan uh, people uh, that were subjected to the desert storm and the Afghan wars and 
was, it wasn't just us either. It was the Russians in Afghanistan. We went into Afghanistan. And so my gender also, there would be Vietnamese that would be um, in, in this same cycle. So this is a, I guess you would say it's a reincarnation cycle where the, the spiritual memory of the past stays alive, but it is repressed in this here and this now that, that we are presently living in, in this present timeline. Very interesting. Yes, it is. So, Dave, we only have a few minutes left. Is there something that you want to speak to the audience about before we end? Hmm. Ah. Try to be as open and positive as you can be. Try to treat your neighbor as you want yourself to be treated. Uh, Random acts of kindness bring about great positive results within your self-esteem and how you carry yourself in this this world that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just be all you be all you can be, and and even try to be more than you think you're possibly able to be, in in a positive way. And uh, listen to your listen to your subconscious mind. Sometimes during the night when you sleep. You will see yourself in many roles in your dreams. And if you remember those roles, they might be the the key to something that you are still able to do in a positive way in, in this waking day that you do daily. That's all. That's really good advice. <clears throat> so... I hope you will think about the advice um, that I provided you as well and get a website up and running. We may do it. We may do it. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your time. if, If you need assistance with that, you can reach out to me and I have somebody really good who can help you get that going. All right. Without okay. break without yeah. break without breaking your bank. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've had some experience with GoDaddy. I just they they sandbag me again trying to get my password for that Microsoft Outlook three six five. And they said, Well, we gotta go through this process, this process, and I'm still waiting for the notification in my Yahoo mail dot com of their protocol and hasn't come. So I have to call them up again, but I do have a website with them that I can use. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. And I mean, you can, you could use therapy sites as well. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well. Okay. Well, Dave. Here. I'm sorry. What was that? I said it's just about evening here. You still see daylight coming in through the the window behind me, but uh, we've had a a good sunshiny day, and it didn't get too hot. I think it got out to be about 84 degrees today. It's hotter there than it is here. Okay. I remember those New England springtime or fall days. Yeah, I'd we're go- yeah, we're not far we're not far from you, you you know. I'm we're not far from where you grew up, I should say. I'm in New York. That's true. I grew up in three different areas. You know, I was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Then we moved out to Rockford, Illinois, and Saginaw, Michigan, and then back to Huntington, Long Island. And then New Jersey for high school. And I remember in the fall, walking to high school, we'd have these long, foggy mornings in October that you'd think you was in Great Britain, the way they talk about fog in Great Britain, <laughs> being there in northern New Jersey. Yep. But it was great football weather in the fall and soccer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dave, well, keep me posted on, you know, how things are going with you. And thank you for being a guest twice on my show. You're welcome. You have a great week. You too. Take care. All right. Bye now. Bye. Outro.